Hi guys and welcome back to the Average Pundits podcast, your home of all things Premier League. And we're sat here kind of in disbelief. It's been a, a year of us doing this now. We've, we've been doing this for an entire year. This is the year special, if you want to call it that. It's actually really weird. Um, it only seems like yesterday we were planning this. You know, it was in, first, in our first year of university where, where, where we met that we were talking about doing something like this. But it wasn't until our second year we got to get amongst it. And, and it's been a whole, a whole year, which is absolutely crazy. Um, as always, I'm joined by co-founder, co-host, Amazing person all around wearing a Newcastle shirt, Reese. <laughs> you got to pull out the special shirt for uh, for special podcasts. And uh, for those that know me, I'm a Liverpool fan, but um, up the tune, I guess. <laughs> yeah, up, up the tune. I mean, why not? I mean, it was um, it, it was in first year, wasn't it? We had a, it was for Reese's birthday. Actually, we all went on. We all went out wearing football shirts. And if you didn't have one, you had to design one. And Reese was wearing it, coming out wearing a Newcastle shirt. So I. I made one out of a white T-shirt with, I think I had like CSA on the, no, it was Denver Bar I had on the back. Yeah, you I did, Denver, I did the Bar. Denver Bar. Yeah. Because, yeah, uh, you know, all the, most, of, most of the people there were Liverpool fans. Yeah, so, there are a lot, of, a lot of typical ones. We thought we'd go outside the box. Yeah, yeah, you went as Denver Bar and I went as Andy Carroll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you had like Carroll on the back. I just had a bar shirt that I made out of like a two pound white T-shirt. But, you know, a good, a good little football. I'll have to whack that out at some point. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we should probably show the picture somewhere, right? Oh, there'll be, there'll be some somewhere. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a picture somewhere. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we're sat here re- reminiscing, you know, a, a full year of doing this. Um, a bit of background, if you didn't already know, me, myself and Reese are University of Worcester students, uh, now in our third year of, um, of our degree now. Um, but it was a couple of years ago where we met on our course. Uh, we were stayed that we lived in the same accommodation at university. Reese was in the flat, you know, in the in the, in the floor just below me, yeah. and I was uh, ju- ju- just above Reese. So um, met on the course, and um, you know, got going from there. And, and doing a podcast about football was something that we wanted to do early on, um, but it wasn't the first podcast we did, was it? We had a, we had a venture in first year, which was fun, but it it didn't quite take off. But it was it was a good little introduction, wasn't it? It lasted about, it lasted the same amount as a cup of coffee, didn't it? Like, um, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it was fun because we, we had everyone that was in our little subgroup do it. Uh, and that's what we found good about it is like, we had everyone come around. At uh, one podcast, we had like every, like it's all six people in, in the studio at one time. Yeah. So that was quite fun. Um, and then as the weeks went on, the amount of faces that were turning up was zero. Uh, whether that be to lectures and so we took it upon ourselves to just like yeah we'll we'll, we'll cut it and uh, we'll, we'll we'll regather in second year mm-hmm. and uh, the average pundits was born and uh, 365 days from that um, not quite our 52nd podcast because uh, you know COVID permitting and uh, all of the pandemic situation kind of uh, made us have to rethink what we what we were going to do and luckily um, you know through the power of the internet uh, we are uh, we're, we're with you. Uh, for, for the rest of, of however long this situation is going for, um, yeah. you know, through the entirety of uni, where you know, this will come up later. You know, having to juggle both this, the pandemic, and also you know, uni workers at the same time. Um, yeah. It's just humbling to know that like, we're a year in, and the journey is far from over. Yeah, no, it, and it definitely is. You know, we, we've still got so many ideas. Um, when we first started doing the podcast. Um, if you tune into the to the Instagram um, at the average pundits on Instagram, if you've seen a lot of the stories we used to post and a few of the pictures, we were operating out of a recording studio, and 
it's somewhere where we, we we both felt pretty much at home. We knew what we were doing there. We had all the kit and stuff, and we had the mics and the, the faders and stuff. So we were able to get acquainted with that um, after quite a long time. So we knew what we were doing, and, and we, we enjoyed the, uh, the feel of going in the studio and recording. Um, but as back when we were just doing strictly audio. And obviously, since all this happened, um, it meant Reese was in, you know... A, one area of the country I was in another area so we weren't we weren't as close so we weren't able to meet up and, and do all this stuff and, and also with all the the COVID regulations going on it, it meant that was pretty much uh, completely impossible so uh, it wasn't until you know we had to start exploring online recording and stuff that we realized that you know it was still doable we could still keep our foot on the accelerator and and actually make some interesting content and I think we've had some of our most fruitful and some of our most interesting interviews and, and guests that we've had on during the lockdown um, you know, obviously, you know, being extremely privileged to interview some of the people we have interviewed um, over the time. And then we've also had before that, we've had so many, you know, guests, the people that we know, good, good characters that have come on and been able to give some interesting content, some interesting rants. Um, all of you lot listening, I'm sure you know who you are. So a massive thank you to you guys, because, you know, it, it couldn't be done without them at the end of the day. It was it was it was interesting getting other perspectives on. And that's exactly what we said from the start, wasn't it, Reef? We wanted to have average guests coming on and talking, you know, regular football fans, people who tune in week in and week out to come on and, and have a place where they can share their opinions. You know, that isn't just behind a screen, you know, they could come on and actually, you know, let people know what they're thinking. Definitely. And through that modem, like we've, we've sort of created like a community for that and uh, going on from, you know, through all of the 44 episodes, or I mean, this is the 44th, all of the episodes that we've done, um, you know, thank, thank, Thank you to everyone that's been watching as well. Thank you to you guys because because of you guys that have been supporting us and, keep, and driving us to keep going. Um, not only have we almost reached our subscriber goal for the end of 2020, but also, Joe, as we broke uh, on numerous occasions, um, we're going for the BJTC Award, which is the award for student journalists. And because of that, um, you know, we're, we're, we're all grateful. And hopefully, I mean, it's being run by... Uh, the BBC, ITV, Channel 4, um, and I think Sky as well, and all these big-name journalist brands that we now have eyes on us because of this podcast. And I think that's um, – it's not exactly what we planned, is it? We just wanted to have no. fun with the podcast. It was it's, – um, it, it kind of fell to us. Um, <clears throat> we um, Some really supportive people recommended it to us to, to – to go for it and you know even being considered in it, it, it at the end of the day you know it's such a prestigious thing you know winning is it's not really on our on, on our minds it's, it's just more of a case of the fact that we've even been asked to be put forward for it it's it's really humbling and we keep I keep using that word humble because that's what we try to be we're, we're, we're a small organization it's just the two of us the whole time we've been doing this um the social media the the, the editing the recording the live streams which we started doing it's all just the two of us or sometimes just the we, we we split different jobs and stuff like that we always change we we interchange different roles and, and stuff like that and it's been that way since the very start but we've wanted to keep it that way um because you know it's a challenge we like doing something more than than just the norm we like to keep ourselves busy and it's been it's been enjoyable that that's 100 percent. you know from the very start it's something that we've enjoyed doing it's something that we don't want to stop doing and we're happy to you know, keep going with the with the second year of the average pundits, the second season, if you will, and keep the keep the keep the ball rolling, keep the train going. Definitely, and I mean, I can see it. You know, going forward, you know, year three, we're as hungry as ever. Yes, we're 
um, going for our dissertations and stuff like that with the third year of uni. But that doesn't mean the content won't stop. The content won't stop. The highlights of the streams won't stop. Uh, the you know the discussions won't stop. You know the good topics, the good guests, the good interviews, uh, all of that won't stop. And now you know you mentioned with the live streams, they uh, I mean they might stop depending on if uh, if you know if plans change. But uh, as far as I'm aware, uh, every Saturday at half five. Why not join in? It's a, it's quite a bit of fun uh, just to watch, uh, you know, get get some opinions from uh, from you guys. So um, uh, yeah, I, I can't think of anything else to say. I mean, just going back to an earlier point that you made, like us two, yeah, in our, you know, we met in in the halls, like we were in the same block. What's the luck of that? Like, yeah. it's crazy. It's like, mental. It is really mental because obviously, obviously, we're all, we're on the same same course as well. You know, that was, you know, I'm sure you can have you know people in your same course the same block of that thing but we we, we did you know we, we bonded really well and, and we shared a lot of the same the same kind of likes and interests which i think why we gravitated towards doing something like this so yeah. when you look back on it now it's a it's, it's, it's a good bit of luck isn't it and uh, <laughs> i'm gonna share this funny story um so it was one that you told me uh i think a couple of months ago and basically so you you were aware of who i was in journalism um and so, so I mean, I was quite quiet before that. You know, I would go into the corner. I wasn't, you know, necessarily necessarily go, you know, gravitating towards anyone in that group. And um, you, you obviously knew that there was a Reese living in your block as well. And it took you a few weeks to actually click that we were the same people. Um, I think it was when 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 did it click? Was it when I was dancing in my kitchen cooking some food or something? It was that it was that moment as well. But then there was another moment of like glimmer when um, I was we, we we were both on a on a night out and I I walked past you and we both kind of did the you know, kind of just a. The, the normal nod that you do with like you know glimmer of recognition i was just like nah, nah, nah. <laughs> carried on walking and then you are right it was um it, it was i saw you danced in your kitchen and it was like oh my god that's reese from my course oh my god they're the same person and then all of a sudden <laughs> just forms together and then it was all it was all good from there you know started uh, going to lectures in the morning meeting at nine yeah. <laughs> at the bottom of the halls and going down to lectures still half asleep <laughs> meeting for jaw 1000 uh, meeting for jaw 1000 <laughs> still still half asleep but um it was the start it was the start of the of you know the friendship start of the average pundits if you will a year early on because the conversations were being had but it took a little bit of time to get the ball rolling but here we are a year later still making content still talking about football still you know ranting raving every week <laughs> And amazingly people are people still tune in to listen to us so again thank you very much for that i mean if i don't get another Firmino rant out this week i will be surprised <laughs> there will be Firmino rants every week until he's gone out of my club i swear um, well speaking of uh speaking of Firmino rants there may be one upcoming mate you know we did have some very interesting yeah. uh games of football this week it's always good for a reminisce but with the football talk can never stop but uh Firmino may come up in the conversation at some point in one of these games, who knows? Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think if we're talking about, the, you know, there were so many games to pick apart, we were going to talk about some of the big ones this, this episode. And then we realised, wow, the majority of these are big ones. Um, arguably no more controversial than potentially the Manchester United versus Brighton game. Uh, saw United's first win of the season and a 3-2 win against Brighton. Um, Reese. 
you were you were talking about this game, and um, well, we were only talking about it before, and we were both just, because we hadn't actually spoken about it yet. Um, a few things came into the mix, so it was only recently we were able to actually talk about our opinions on this game. And so, you know, in regards to the United Brighton game, it was only you know until before this podcast we really had a chance to you know express our own you know views on what happened. Um, and if you haven't seen last week's episode about Manchester United, please go and give it a watch. We go into a lot more details about, you know, the, the runnings of the club, you know, what, what's kind of happening there at the moment. But a 3-2 win with the aid of VAR at the very last nine minutes of the game, after the whistle had been blown, which is now, you know, common news. It's, it's all aware to all the Premier League fans now. Everyone's seen what actually happened. But um, a penalty call for, for a handball, the whistle's blown. And then after the whistle's blown, VAR gives it as a penalty, which, you know, I looked at, I saw the handball, but why was it called after the game? You know, and uh, we won the game, but I don't think any United fan was sat there thinking, one, we deserve to win the game. And two, this is very strange that we've been given it. I mean, no one's going to argue with the three points, but it was a very, very odd call. And another weird call for VAR. And that's not the only decision VAR's had this week. But I don't know what you made of it, Reese. If I speak, I'm in trouble. No. Uh, <laughs> mm. um, what do I say? I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of Man United to begin with. So I let, let's just... I'm going to try and get away with this with bi- biased... Like, I'm trying to go about this unbiasedly, but I don't think I can. Um, uh, yeah, you see the replay, it is... Um, it is a bit obvious the handball uh, should have been given way earlier but if the call's not made during the game why is it being made after the game um, as you say Brian probably did deserve to win that game um, United have not made a great start at all and it kind of just like in that like drawing with Manchester United imagine that for Brighton imagine the scenes for Brighton Solly March with, in the 94th minute right how, how how can how how perfect can you get an equalising goal last nine minutes? But no, the referee gives a penalty um, ten minutes after the ninetieth minute strikes, and uh, you know penalty Bruno um, steps up and, and and puts it away for for the three points for United. Um, if I'm being honest, VARs had a matter. Um, if they they should have given it in the game. If they didn't give it. Don't give it all. If that—that's what I'm going to say. Um, I think it's—I think it's horrendous. And if if, if calls are going to be making that, then the game, as we know it, is going to be ruined. Well, that's the argument, isn't it? People, and it wasn't you know just United and Brighton people that were the fans and stuff that were calling stuff like this, but people were saying it all over Twitter and all over social media. If they're not going to call it, and if VAR's not in place doing the job the right way, then what is the need for it? And we'll, we'll mention VAR again in a match which we're going to talk about. But first, uh, the next match we to, to, to briefly touch on to was a 3 all draw, Chelsea and West Brom. And I, I honestly could not believe this one. I was, I was working and I saw, um, you know, it was, it, was, it was a busy day. You know, I was, I was leaving. It was this one game which I really wanted to see this week, um, but I, I unfortunately couldn't see. Um, I, I checked the score and I had to, just refresh the phones and I can't be right, can it? They went, they went, how, how, how did West Brom do it? Oh, 3-0 up. Callum Robinson had an absolute brilliant game. Yeah. Um, 
for those that join me for the live stream on Saturday, thank you for joining. I mean, we grew five subscribers on Saturday. That was mm. insane. It was a great live stream. But watching that game was amazing. Like, um, I think, you know, if you, if you look at our Twitter, at Pundits Average, you see a, a screenshot, um, you, know, a, a, you know, a moment which leads to unfortunate events. It's me with my thumbs up with, with West Brom winning 3-0 and Chelsea bring it back. But um, it was a complete game of two halves. Uh, Callum Robinson was insane. Uh, I, think, I think Callum Robinson has just scored his fourth Premier League goal and they've all been against Chelsea. What a crazy three. Story. He's uh, three, th- three or four, and they've all been against Chelsea. It's mental, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, in terms of what to digest in the game was, just Chelsea were not really up to crack. They had, they had an awful lot to pull back in that game. Yeah. Um, I think there was quite a big issue, you know, with Thiago Silva. You know, wasn't there? There was quite a big mistake from him. Yeah. And I think Frank, Frank was very, um, you know, coy about it after the game. So, like, you know, take him a bit of time to get on, get you know, get into the swing of things. And, and you know, maybe, maybe, maybe it would be, but there's, um, it's not really uh, the, the, the best thing to be doing, especially on your first start. No, uh, I think he's going to have to, um, like, because League One is way slower than the Premier League. I think we can yeah. all agree that League One is a one-team dominated league by PSG. And Thiago Silva was playing in that PSG team for, uh, I think it was about eight years. Mm. So, you know, you kind of have to, you know, he's been playing in a league that's so slow for so long against so like little opponent for so long, yeah. and I think that it's going to come to a point where like you come to the Premier League so fast. But I think yeah, it will take time for him to you know to come into the league and improve. Whereas Marcus Alonso, um, I think he's been ostracised publicly by Lampard. Yeah, with the team and what a, what a shocking performance for Alonso. He was atrocious he was so bad in that game like uh he got booked in 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 the first 10 minutes um so many mistakes uh and he had to take him off at half time yeah it was two changes at half time where Hudson Adoy came on for I think it was Mateo Kovacic and then Alonso went off for uh who oh it was Cesar Aspilicueta who came on uh was captain in the game and as soon as they came on new light new lease of life uh for Chelsea and uh, Callum Hudson Odoi came on and scored to uh, to to give me some points for my fantasy team. Uh, and uh, obviously Mason Mount, uh, what a, what a strike from him. And then in the diamond minutes of the game, uh, you know, Super Tammy Abraham as uh, as you know scoring scoring you know, before Timo Werner does in the in the Premier League, which sort of um, does raise a few questions on Timo Werner. And um, do you think he is really struggling to get off the mark with? I mean, he said it against Brighton before the big defenders that they don't have in the Bundesliga. Do you think he's struggling with the, the you know, sort of the physical aspect of the, of the Premier League? Well, I was surprised that he, he gave that interview. He was very honest um, about the Brighton defence. Um, I think you know strikers coming in from another league sometimes it can be a bit of a, a culture shock maybe to come to such a physical and you know hard demanding league like the Premier League. Um, he's got the talent there. No one's denying that. And obviously, obviously we're, we're still Havertz hasn't bagged in in the Premier League yet. Uh, Ziyech hasn't been fully ready yet, has he? He's hasn't you know made made an impact. No, he was, um, uh, he, I think he's been um, struggling with a bit of injury, a bit of yeah. fitness worries. So, uh, and then, Havertz has Havertz has got a, an assist, which is I think he assisted the Hudson Odoi goal. And then Havertz obviously got the hat trick against uh, Luton, I believe it was. But in terms of the Premier League. Um, 
you know, not too many goals scored from the new Chelsea boys yet. But I think you've got to give them time, give them a bit of benefit of the doubt. I mean, everyone knows, you know, who Timo Werner is and, and the quality he has. And he, he moved for an absolutely great fee as well. Stolen from under a lot of clubs' noses, um, as I know you'll probably want to touch on a bit later. Don't get me started. <laughs> Um, but all in all, an interesting game, Chelsea-West Brom. A lot to digest there. But moving on from one Premier League superpower in Chelsea, not really up to performance, to another Premier League superpower, um, Manchester City and Leicester. Le- Leicester winning 5-2. Where? What happened in this game? Uh, and this, this game made me very happy as well because someone has picked Jamie Vardy for game week three in their fantasy team. I'm going to be mentioning fantasy team this this. <laughs> I don't know if you're doing it this year, but uh, fantasy teams for me this year, I'm going all in. But no. um, Tillemans putting away the penalty at the dying end. It was a hat-trick of penalties, wasn't there? Two mm. penalties for Jamie Vardy, uh, the first one. Then he got a goal uh, and then his uh, penalty to secure a hat-trick. Uh, James Madison with an absolute peach of a goal. What a oh, goal. It was beautiful. And then uh, and then Yuri Tillemans yeah. uh, in the dying moments of the game, scoring that other penalty that I think Benjamin Mendy gave away. Mm. Um, so, And then uh, you know, for City, the goal scorers, uh, Riyad Mahrez, and then Nathan Ake scoring, from a, you know, scoring a header. So uh, Riyad Mahrez scoring against his old club. Uh, but from this, Manchester, you sort of act to wonder, like you had to take a second look. Like, is Edison really in goal for this game? Like, what was happening? With Manchester yeah. City, like the, I think they were playing Rory Delap's kid as well. In well the he game. made his debut, didn't he? Made his yeah. It wasn't exactly the the, the debut you want. Uh, I think he ended up with a ripped shirt after the game. Like it was really <laughs> tough for him. So uh, Leicester, this is a, this is a mad stat though. Leicester had twenty eight percent of the ball uh, to Manchester City's seventy one percent, and Leicester wow. ended up winning by three goals. Um, Man City had sixteen shots. And the only two of those shots went in. Five of those were on target. Um, Pep Guardiola, this is the first slip up. Um, and this is why I think I was okay to change my prediction from Manchester City to win the league to Liverpool because of these minor slip ups. Uh, I think injuries are going to really, uh, they're really tough for him. Their defence isn't great any, at this moment. And I think Pep might have lost it. So I think he's going to be going elsewhere at the end of the season. I, I too predict that he will probably go elsewhere at the end of the season. I think he'll probably, you know, come come to an end with City. I, I was confident City would, you know, go with them. Well, co- well, I say confident. It was definitely between City and Liverpool again. Um, but performances like this, they don't have to make you think, don't they? Maybe it was City's lack of, you know, prominent signings in troubled areas. You know, bringing in Ake and Ferran Torres. Maybe that wasn't enough. Although they've just brought in Ruben Diaz on a 60 million euro fee. Is that announced? Yeah. Is that Romano or is I that? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure I've seen it somewhere that he's been announced. If if that's announced, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure as of now that was a rumor. I thought, or, or just or just that you know people heavily talking about it. I thought it was pretty much spot on. Well, if it's if that's coming into the club, then that's a quite a Ruben quite Diaz a in Manchester right now. Wow. Well, there you go. Average puns exclusive. Um, <laughs> that was something that I was monitoring, but I tell you what, that could that could be it. That could be a, a missing piece of the puzzle. He's a very highly rated defender, but again, coming from Portugal to the Premier League, there's a lot of success stories there, but there's you know there's potential issues. So we'll have to see how that one works out. But that is a good pull for Manchester City and potentially a little fix to some issues. Uh, yeah, Benfica have, have, have confirmed it. Uh, that he's heading to. 
Man City in a move that's worth uh, 68 million euros. Goodness um, me. So there you go, folks. Uh, average pundits exclusive. I mean, it's not really exclusive. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're paying paying attention on Twitter, you'll, you'll ah, know. But um, I mean, to be fair, <laughs> <laughs> we were thinking that he was going to head to the other side of Manchester uh, and go, you know, he was a target of Manchester United. But that's another target that Manchester United have, have missed out on. I think I think once upon a time that was a that was a link, and I think there were maybe links this season just because you know bringing that up defensive back. issues, centre <laughs> back. Um, I don't know how in for him we ever were. I definitely think he was on a list at some point, but um, good pull for City, good pull for City, a big fee, but a good pull. So hopefully we can see uh, you know what he's all about fairly soon in the league. Um, but again, moving on to the next game, another VAR controversy game. We said we had another VAR controversy. Um, Spurs Newcastle. Now this one was quite, you know, quite shocking. It caused Mourinho to turn around, walk straight down the tunnel. He had seen enough. But again, nine minutes of the game. I think it was a ninety-seventh minute penalty from Callum Wilson. Yeah, it's better than the hundredth minute penalty from Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, ninety-seventh um, minute penalty from Callum Wilson, uh, thanks to an Eric Dyer handball. Uh, if you haven't seen it, his back was to the ball where the ball was coming. Yeah. Kind of has his arms up with body movement, you know, kind of arm around here and the ball hits his arm clear as day, but back to the ball, no look of intent because obviously you couldn't really see where the ball was going. But according to the rules, it's a handball. But at, you know, dying end of the game, Newcastle rescued a point where Spurs maybe should have got, or probably should have got all three. Um, and it definitely rubs Spurs fans the wrong way. You know, there are a lot of unhappy Spurs fans. So um, you're, you're living with with one of them. How how did he react? I, he was not best pleased. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was not best pleased. And I had Spurs friends from back home, and they weren't the the best pleased with uh, with, with it as well. Yeah. So all of which have you know, well, a few of which have uh, featured on the uh, on the pundits uh, podcast as, as well. So that is um, true. That is true. Earlier on in the se- in, in the season, that is true. Definitely. Um, but again, it's not too much to digest really with this one, but it's just going back again with the same arguments with VAR. Um, I think I saw Clive Tilsley afterwards on Twitter. He summed up really well. There's never been this much movement behind a cause in football to, to fix something wrong with the game. Um, so an actual rule with the game, should, 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 should I um, elaborate on? Something that's actually affecting the rule of play. That so many people are in agreement with, and it's still being allowed to go forward. So, <clears throat> will the pressure surmount? You know, will will the pressure get to the FA? Will they make a few changes? Who knows? You know, it's at the moment it's all yet to see, but it could happen. Yeah, yeah, it could Absolutely. happen. But I mean, when when you look at the penalty, yes, he's he's back to the ball, but you know, his arms a bit out here, isn't it? Yeah, he's sort of flailing. If he was by his side and it hit him and it was given, I feel like it would have been bad. I do feel like it would have been pretty horrendous yeah. if it was given like that. But because his arm's out here, he's stopping the ball from reaching its target because it's away from his body. Uh, if, his arms were, if his arm was here, it wouldn't have hit his arm. Yeah. So the penalty wouldn't have had to be given. But because it was out here, in my eyes, it's a penalty. Um, but again, Spurs fans will you know, like to complain because... Their team's not very good at the moment. <laughs> Controversial. Sorry, um, Spurs fans. No, no, I, I agree with you. I agree in the sense of of, of what we what you see and the rules that it is a penalty. I think it's 
it's harsh again for Dyer because you could kind of see, you know, it was, it was more body movement and, 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 you know, you can't always, you know, predict these things, but either way it ended one all. it's another controversial talking point and I'm sure these are going to rattle on for the season. So if anyone has any interesting opinions on it, please, you know, get out, reach out to us, you know, because you can come on, you can share your opinions, you know, get vent it out, especially if you are a Tottenham fan, you know, there might be a few more out there. Want to vent. <laughs> Um, but moving on again, um, another interesting game, um, one that you'll probably be a bit happy about, Reese, a 3-1 win against Arsenal um, on Monday. Um, good things to digest in the game. Two really big talking points. Um, one of them, positive, uh, Diogo, Diogo Jota scoring on his debut. Mm. And, you know, coming on and looking like a good player. I mean, everyone knew he was a decent player at Wolves, but a good, a good pull from Liverpool. I wasn't not that I wasn't convinced of the signing when, when, he, when he did. I thought he was a great signing, good player. But I feel like it's somebody who should be starting week in and week out. And obviously, you've got a very solidified front three. Um, maybe not solidified for you, but in, in Klopp's eyes, you know, he, he's got a front three he likes. But um, potentially, that could change. Um, but good to see, you know, you know, a new boy scoring for, you, for yourselves. But the other big talking point, and I want to get your opinion on this, was Sadio Mane potentially missing out on a red card for an incident with uh, Kieran Tierney. What did you think about it? Because it was yellow, wasn't it? He got a yellow card. Um, this was early on in the game as well. It's it, another instance of Mane getting a, an early, in early foul trouble. Um, and then, I mean, it happened in that City game where we lost, what was it, like 4 5 nil. Yeah. Uh, where he kicked Edison in the face. Um, if he got sent off, I don't think we'd have won that game. Um, I think I think we'd have had real trouble. I mean, yeah. he he went on and scored the equaliser. Mm. So I think I think if Mane wasn't a part of the game, we'd have been screwed. But um, as far as uh, I think I think because it was so early on, that's why it wasn't given as a, as a red. Yeah, I don't. I I do think referees take that into consideration, and I don't know why, but um, it, they they just do. They take timings into consideration. They take I mean certain fouls. Would be given as free kicks if they were inside the box, or, or but if they were inside the box, they wouldn't be given. If you get what I mean, so yeah, yeah. it's sort of it, there's a, there's a lot of liberties that referees take, and I think that that's what they did with with the Sadio Mane uh, incident. Uh, what, what what about what did you think about the about the incident? I I think it's it, it's it, moments of aggression which happen in football. Um, you see it, you know, quite quite a lot, but I do think. I don't know if it was entirely malicious. It looked a bit nasty, but I think it was more like, oh, you know, I've, I've got a man on, you know, just kind of give him a bit of distance between me and, and the person coming, coming to tackle the ball off me. But an arm to the face quite, you know, vigorously, it doesn't always look the best. I think it, it, it depends on the referee, I think. It depends on the ref. That could have been a straight red. Yeah. Um, but um, I remember a similar thing happening in, I think it was a Europa League game. To he might have been in the final or something like that. It was uh, Lazar Markovic. Oh, what what a name that is, eh? Um, Lazar yeah. Markovic. Uh, he, he was running, tried to fling the fling his arm back and hit someone in the face accidentally, and he just got straight red. Was uh, that against Sevilla? I think I think it might have yeah. been in the final. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah, I think I think that was you know a similar situation kind of. Um, but again, it might have played in because it was so early on in the game. Um. And that could have that could have switched Liverpool off completely, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, coming back to Diogo Jota for a second, we weren't ever going to escape this Firmino round, were we? 
I'm gonna have to come back to it. Um, how long is this now? He's had one goal in 18 games. I think it's eight, 17, 18. I think I think it's about 18 games. Yeah, 18. Um, and Diogo Jota's come in in his first Premier League, you know, Premier League substitute appearance. Substitute appearance being the key phrase there, and scoring a goal on his debut. Um, if that doesn't tell Jurgen Klopp that he needs um, to start Diogo Jota potentially up front, uh, then do it because we we would have finished two goals. You know, right, so if Mane would have been sent off, yeah, and if Diogo if Diogo Jota wasn't put on, uh, we'd have drawn that game. I mean, we might have lost it as well. Um, but I mean, for me, what does Firmino bring? I think he did. He he might have assisted the the, the first goal. I I I think he was involved. Well, that's the argument for me, now, isn't it? Is that he's more than just the the, the ball playing the 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 striker rather. He's he's an all round kind of. He operates so much. That that's what I've heard from Liverpool fans for the past. Oh, it's total nonsense. I will tell you that now. It's total nonsense. <laughs> Liverpool fans, wake up! Like, when are you going to get on my level as a Liverpool fan? Just notice <laughs> that we have a bang average striker. And we can't shift him because Liverpool fans love him so much. Well, there, there is a strong love there. I mean, I don't know if you're suggesting that you... Because, I mean, obviously, um, Mane and Salah both had experiences playing as, as kind of a nine before in their career. Salah at Liverpool. Uh, Mane used to get deployed there a, a fair amount for Southampton as well. I'm sure there's been games where he's been in the middle for Liverpool as well. Yeah, there's been instances um, of both of them. There's there's options there. So were you saying potentially what Jota on the left, Mane up front, or you know, or just combination. combination? Like Jota is so good with his left foot, he can play off the right as well. So Salah, they could change it every week depending on opponents. Like if you wanted to employ Diogo Jota up front, because uh, you know we're playing against Chelsea, um, for instance, Marcus Alonso is very slow. Yeah. Or playing against Man United, Luke Shaw is very slow. Stick Mo Salah on that right hand side instead. Or if we're playing against someone with a fast, a fast, um, fast left back, mm. someone with you know again Manchester United, they you know they have Brandon Williams on instead, right? Stick Diogo Jota on there, ha, you know Harry Maguire and Lindelof, uh, Lindelof in the middle. Um, stick Salah in the middle because he's yeah. going to be fast. Or Mane, like it's it's a no brainer really because if Amino's not in the equation, we can have a because he's not as fast. Diogo Jota is is, is a very quick player. And obviously, Mane and Salah are very quick. Yeah. If we have though that combination of three up front, I think we could have an even deadlier attack than we already do. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's you've definitely got the blueprint there, and again, we'll see it more deployed later on in the season, I'd imagine, especially if Jota keeps up any goal-scoring record off the bench. Um, but moving on, West Ham four, Wolves nil. We how many times earlier on when we started first doing the pundits did we come on and say Wolves are a weird side? <laughs> the one, times. Um, one moment they look amazing, the next minute this what? It's it's when they lose Diogo Jota, you know. He's a good player. I'm kidding. Hey, it could uh, be. Uh, <laughs> and Jared, Jared, <laughs> Jared Bowen had an absolute blinder coming in from Hall uh, last season. I didn't really expect much from him. But he started the season. I mean, West Ham haven't started the season very, very well. But then mm. to win against a side like Wolves as well. I mean, they did have help from a, a Raul Jimenez own goal as well. But what, what a game for West Ham! I mean, yeah. Again, Sebastian Haller scored. How has that happened? You could say Hallelujah. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> 
clip. Wow, I'll give I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. <laughs> but um, yeah, we 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 said it again. You know, Wolves are, are are a strange side, but a great win for West Ham. I saw a lot of people saying, you know, like obviously Moyes at the moment is is away, isn't he? Um, well, he's away from 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 the team. Obviously, he's quarantining and stuff like that. So, I saw a lot of people saying that. Well, I can't. You just stay at home on Skype for most of the games. Um, but you, you never know. It might, it might be. It might be the match. Maybe he gave a good match talk on Skype, and maybe that was. Maybe that was the difference. You know. Yeah, definitely, the connection was probably a bit better with the players on uh, over Skype. <laughs> uh, but a, a good, competent win for West Ham. A difficult one for Wolves. Another really good win. Um, Aston Villa staying in the Midlands. Aston Villa beating a very shaky Fulham three oh. nil. Um, uh, then this is Villa and Fulham. Those are two clubs that I predicted, and I think you predicted as well to be. Definitely at the the lower end of the table, and Villa and Fulham were two relegation clubs for me. Um, yep. And you know, one looking exceedingly better than the other. I think I think I actually predicted Fulham to come last. I think Fulham or, or Brom. Yeah. I think it was Fulham I predicted to come last. Um, I think they're going to have a rough time because they're going to be playing people a lot harder than Villa. And if Villa are putting three past them, God only knows what some of the big clubs are going to do. Um, I mean, I can't. You saw Leicester. Leicester put five past City. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Wait to wait to wait till Leicester play. I count. I counted six yellow cards. Uh, the defense is woeful. It's so bad. There's so many yeah. pockets. It's been reshuffled by Scott Parker this week. Um, and even still, there's more pockets for for Villa to just poke holes in again and just keep going around them. Jack Grealish's first goal was fantastic. Tyron Mings's was such so such a simple goal. Such a simple goal to defend. Yeah. And, it really uh, along with uh, Conor Hurrahan, that goal made Aston Villa look like Barcelona, mm. and they're not. They're Aston mm. Villa. They are on par, if you like, with Birmingham City. <laughs> now that that is controversial. <laughs> I I sound like, like that. <laughs> I love. I love. A, I love. A, I love a controversial statement. And <laughs> love rolling up the Villa fans. <laughs> I love rolling up any fans. So. <laughs> um, but um, I don't know if you saw uh, Tony Khan, the director of football, started mm. typing up on Twitter uh, after the game. It was like, sorry to all the Fulham fans. Uh, this was unacceptable. Uh, uh, unacceptable. And um, we're going to have to go to like fifth choice centre-backs or something. It's like, Tony, please. Tony, stop stop focusing on Fulham. Right? You're, yeah. you know, you're out in the States. Focus on your Jacksonville Jaguars and your wrestling. And leave, yeah. leave, leave the football to the Brits. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, definitely controversial. Um, but yeah, like I think you might be on something there. Maybe leave the football to us on this side. You know, you've got a couple of adventures, Tony. <laughs> um, keep focusing on Kenny Omega. It's fine. <laughs> um, but then the last kind of good talking point game, really. Those we, we like I said, we were only focused on some of the big results this week. Um, but Everton had a good little two-one win against Crystal Palace, who obviously just came off the back of, a, of an impressive win against Manchester United. Um, and a question that was actually pugs to us as part of the question-based thing. Thank you, everyone, who did submit your questions. We've, we've narrowed it down to a few ones we were interested in, but this one just coincided quite nicely as we were transitioning to a, to a couple of others. Um, we were asked where we think Everton are going to finish this season, and we did talk about it briefly in our um, Premier League predictions. You know, we've mentioned um, some stuff where we think you know Everton are going to do well or not so well. And we also did another collaboration with Total Sport over on their channel. You can go and check that out where we talk a little bit more about uh, how we think the Premier League is going to shape up. Um, but, you know, looking at the 
to this two and win and, and how good they've been in form recently, Everton. You know, I've had more time to think about it. Um, I, I, I'm still pretty confident they're going to finish around the seventh or eighth spot. I, I don't know if breaking into the top six is going to be, I think they're going to be pushing and banging on the door, but I still think they've got an awful lot. You know, they've, they've just got a good manager in. They've just started signing some real talent, but they've got to get into the thick of the tough games. And it will be against some of the big opposition where we really see what Everton are made of. But already we're seeing some really, ho- you know, hopeful sights. I'm sure Everton fans are happy. Um, but we've got time. We have, we have got time to see. I don't know about you. We're still below Liverpool, though. <laughs> see? Pipe down, Everton fans. You're still below us. Um, but no, um, speaking of Everton, I do regret putting them ninth. Uh, I put them ninth. And... I just didn't give James Rodriguez. I didn't give. I didn't give Dominic Calvert Lewin the the the, the props. He's a player. He, he's a he's a class player, and I'm tempted to put him in my fantasy league team. If I'm being honest, um, you know, just, just substitute him out for Timo Werner. Timo, uh, he, he hasn't been striking. So, um, I do think that they are going to be, uh, as you say, knocking on the door of that top six. Um, I do regret putting Wolves so high. Uh, I, I kind of regret putting Spurs mm-hmm. so high. If I'm being honest. I mean, I put Spurs seventh. I wish I'd have put them like eighth or ninth. Uh, I've re- if I'm being honest, I do re- I do regret putting Leicester so low. Um, and if yeah, and Chelsea and Man United, like I do think it's going to be a tough tough top four. I th- at this point, I can see Man City finishing third or fourth. Like, Never know, so I think this season the Premier League table is as unpredictable as ever because there's yeah. at least nine really good teams um, coming out of it, and it's it's amazing. I mean. Uh, who, 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 like the uh, after this game week three, there are or game week two for Aston Villa, there are four teams that have a hundred percent win rate Liverpool, mm-hmm. Leicester, Everton, and Aston Villa. Those four teams have a hundred percent win rate so far in the Premier League. There's three games down, yeah, sure, but the early games do kind of give off, you know, what what might happen in the later stages of, 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 the, of the season. Um, yeah. and if Everton can finish in the top four. Carlo Ancelotti might cement himself as one of the best managers in the Premier League. That I mean, that's a given. It could happen. It could. It could very, very much happen. And you know, like you said, we've got a very interesting Premier League to look forward to this season. A Premier League without a proper pre-season. A Premier League that was kind of rushed coming back into into things. But you know, and a, and a Premier League in a different world. You know, it it really does bring me on to a good point with the first question that we were asked. Um, we did put out on our Instagram. Twitter, Facebook, if you wanted to get in touch with us, ask us any questions to feature on the podcast, um, please go ahead with it. And the first one we got pitched was actually uh, about our opinions on there being no televised games. Um, not no televised games. What am I on about? Of course there's televised games. Um, crowds being in the arenas, uh, you know, for the tele- televised games. Obviously, there's no crowds. Um, if you've been tuning in a lot on Sky and BT, obviously you can choose if you want to have... Um, you know, optional noise, or if you want to have, you know, just normal stadium, quiet noise. Um, and it, it's weird. It's, I don't know about you, but it's, it's, it's taken a long time to adjust, especially, you know, a lot of the people that we've had featured on the podcast, they, they, you know, they go and try and watch regular games and stuff. And if, if you can, if you have the time to get out to the stadiums a lot, the thought of not being able to do that must be pretty heartbreaking. You know, I think with, with our schedules and, and budgets and student budgets, we don't, uh, Unfortunately, are able to get to too many prem games, but um, we try and watch as much as we can. But those who are going to games and stuff like that, they must be experiencing an awful big, uh, a big loss at the moment, not being able to go. Um, 
when I watch games, I choose personally to watch them with the with the crowd noise. I don't know about you. Yeah. Um, it's very funny to watch without the crowd noise sometimes because you hear there's a couple of S and Jeffs you hear being thrown around in a couple yeah. of other funny moments. Especially but... um, towards the end of the last season, I think the last game of the season, Chelsea Liverpool, you could hear Frank Lampard's rant to Jurgen Klopp. Oh yeah, you could. Even... <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, it was, was watching, very funny. I was watching in the living room and like the crowd noise was off. I was like, hmm, this game, you know. Like, Getting towards you know, yeah, happy. We're winning. The, yeah, we're about to lift the trophy. And we yeah. hear is Frank Lampard like, oh, no, 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 Premier League trophy. And I was like, oh, hello, Frank. <laughs> <Good enough. laughs> but, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know about you, but I if, if if I'm watching the games, I prefer to watch with the crowd noise. I think when fans are allowed back into the stadiums, obviously we've said from the start we're very much advocates of when it's good and safe and when everything is actually okay. It shouldn't be rushed. It should be when it's safe. But when fans are able to go back in there, I think, you know, a lot of normality with football will resume and it will be back the way it should be. Yeah, I think I think the best way to watch football is with fans. And to be honest, it's with anything, if I'm being honest. A lot of things do have a better atmosphere and a better. it's more watchable when they've got fans. It's with anything, yeah. really. Like, football, uh, you know, for those that don't, I'm a massive basketball fan. I'm watching the, the basketball games without a crowd. It's it's so awkward. Like a lot of the you know, a lot of the it's just squeaky noises and bat, you know, and the shoes. Um, and with um, you know, with football, it's just like constant shouting. You hear the ball a lot more. And I don't know about you. It's such a yeah. satisfying sound when when the ball's being pinged about. <laughs> I don't know about you. Yeah, it is quite satisfying. Uh, that is one thing about it. It is quite satisfying. But it's a whole different experience hearing it that way. But it's. It's something that I don't think anyone would have expected to ever hear, but here we are in the situation. So, I mean, if you have been watching it with crowd noise, try and watch it without, see what you think, you know. But it's uh, it was a very good question, so thank you very much for that. And then, Such a crazy difference, though, isn't it? It is a crazy difference. It's horrid. But, um, yeah, I, I do prefer the crowd noises, just because, like, hey! But then they're sometimes delayed. Like, at the City games, they're always delayed. That's because they're not used to any fan noise anyways. There you go. Uh, and that is that, that is a fact <laughs> um, but moving on um, another question we had um, is our aims for the podcast and where we want the podcast to go and this is something that we definitely been asked before um, and it's something that we we've often thought about ourselves and again we used it in the introduction I used the word again humble we we're not we never set off on this you know, with aspirations like straight away off the bat of, you know, this is going this place, this is going that place. Because we're, we're fully aware, you know, talking to a couple of lads on audio or on, on camera talking about football is definitely not niche. You know, it, it happens. There's an awful lot of them. But this is the best one, clearly. But, you know, oh, there's, an, there's, there's an awful lot of them. But we, said, <laughs> uh, but we said at the start of all this, you know, we wanted um, it to be... A, Number one, an, an informative, a good podcast. We wanted to give good content because um, we enjoy podcasting. We like doing this kind of thing. Um, and we wanted to, to make sure that it ended up in a place where at the end of the journey, wherever that may be, we can look back on it and say, you know what? I'm happy with that. I'm happy with it. We've, we've done a good job. I'm happy with how it's, how it's gone. And we're in you know, our second year now. and we're, we're already looking back on what we've achieved. And I think it's... It's it's good to see, you know. We, we've still got, like you said, an awful lot of more to go, but it's been it's been good so far. So, in terms of where I want to see it, I just want it to be looked back on with some fondness, whoever it, it may be. Looks back on it, even if it's just us, 
Um, but hopefully there are a few people out there who are, who are enjoying it as well and just think, you know, that was, that, that was good. I enjoyed that. Yeah, it's like um, you see the proud moments of, you know, when you look like, you know, saying like uh, a couple of years' time, we, you know, we, I mean, we're probably going to still be doing this, you know, however long we can, uh, however long we have mm. time in the schedule. But like, how, just looking at the back catalogue of all the episodes that we've done and where we started, and there's a key word that I repeated in our anniversary video that I put out on Wednesday. Not on Wednesday, sorry. Um, whenever the uh, on the twenty fifth of September, and mm. it was um, passion. That is exactly what we have. We have a passion for football. We have a passion uh, for getting into improving as journalists, not only just for sports, but also just for in general and improving our confidence. And we have a passion that's going to drive us, and that's exactly what we are aiming to to put out there. Is this is our passion? This is yeah. what we want to do, and. Um, that passion's going to drive us no matter what. Um, so, yeah, we, we're going to aim for just basically whatever makes us proud. I mean, I'm proud of where it is now. Um, yeah. But then if, like, say we go for, you know, monitor aims, you know, 100 subscribers, guys, come on. Come I, on. Think, I, think, I think that's the other. I think we can get there, hopefully. But, uh, yeah, that is, as of now, that's that's one, one thing that we are chasing. So if you can help out, if you stumble across this, if you're already a subscriber, thank you very much. If you're already leaving their likes, thank you very much. But, if you are, you know, able to subscribe, then it would mean a lot. It would mean an awful lot. Um, and then one last question that um, we thought was really interesting to talk about. Um, university versus the podcast, how we are juggling, you know, the life of, of, of doing what we do and, and, and still doing a full-time course. And, you know, th this goes for a lot of students as well. Like students, um, some people, you know, 100% just, just the course. Some people have other ventures and stuff going on outside of it. And, and it is really just about balancing it, isn't it? It's, it's literally just looking at what you've got and, and trying to negotiate the time. But when you've got something that you are, as Rich said, passionate about, I feel like it kind of comes naturally. And, and, and you're, you want to make the time. You want to devote the effort to it. You want to edit. You want to get people on board. You want to promote it. And, um, you know, we, we've always been very you know, on it with communication and stuff like that. If, if we have ideas, we pitch the ideas to each other. We, we give each other random course that the day, like, oh, I've just thought of this. I've just thought of that. Or, oh my, I've, this person's just got back to me and stuff. So it's, when you've got the passion for it and when you, you know, you've got the areas to fit it in in your, in your schedule, you know, it's, 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 it's not, a, you know, a, a chore, it's a privilege. It's, it's a pleasure to do. So I feel like fitting it in is, is, is pretty, it's pretty easy. You know what I mean? When you're uh, when you're passionate about uh, uh, passionate about something, you you find the time. You always find the time, and that's the one one thing that we we do. Uh, yeah. For those that don't, you know, we we record on a Tuesday. That's never changed, um, unless something big has happened on that Tuesday that we've had to either record early or we've had to record slightly later, uh, and then upload it slightly later. Um, we've always found time to upload on a Wednesday. That has always been our key thing we've been consistent every single week um pandemic permitting um you know but since 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 that um that newcastle episode we've been consistent every single wednesday and i think it's you know with the i mean with the summer with the pandemic every yeah after after all the uni work was done i think it was easier after that just to get everything to do with our podcast done um we were everything was turned up um we made the switch to video uh, we got ourselves a new uh, a new intro that was made by one of our uni mates. 
uh, which was, uh, you know, the beat was amazing. Um, yeah, we got new logos, which was made by, uh, so, you know, my partner and one of one of her friends as well. So everything around us has been done by a community that we are invested in. And I think that's 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 amazing because without uni, the thing is like without this university course, without this university journey, none of this would be possible. No. So it, it, in a way, we sort of owe it for us to be at uni to continue this. So we have to continue university to make sure we're continuing this because again we're like say if one of us was was to have dropped out after first year this wouldn't be as close as it was no definitely not you know it's 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 the it's everything that around you that that drives you to getting the most out of what you of what, what you can achieve you know so it's definitely the fact that you know we're on, we're, we're on a course we enjoy we're on a course of aspirations um and we're on a you know, we're doing this on our own time, but it's something that we've said from the start that we want to do. So, you know, looking back on, on what we've done as a first year of doing this, 85 subscribers, loads of listens on, on YouTube, we, you know, nearly over 700 views on our Newcastle video, like 300 on the Sheffield. You know, I could go through and, and list so many podcasts, we, you know, which have done really well. You know, some of those are a bit more quiet, but some have absolutely blown up. And that's thanks to people sharing it, man. And the thing is, not only have we been uploading consistently on YouTube as well, but there's an entire back catalogue and uploading consistently every week and making the jump to um, Spotify and Apple Music. Yeah. And that is the big thing that, like, it's more accessible. You can go and listen to it anywhere. And we want to be able to put our opinions across to you anywhere and for you to be able to listen to it anywhere. So make sure if you can't catch us on YouTube or if you prefer watching over, you know, and doing something on your phone while you're listening to us, please do go and download our episodes. Uh, just download the entire album if you're on Spotify and it will download every single week on your phone ready to listen. So mm-hmm. that, that, that's awesome for you to do. Um, but yeah, uni and, 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 and podcasting, to be fair, with the course that we're on, it goes hand in hand. If you, if we're being yeah. We wouldn't know about this technology if, if, if we wouldn't have we wouldn't know how to you know, conduct questions as well. We wouldn't, being honest, we wouldn't have the confidence to be on camera right now and talking to you guys through this modem of how we're recording if it wasn't for our course and having to have to get the confidence for us to go into our careers in journalism. So I think that that is, is, is sort of where we owe yeah. it to, to our, our course. And that's kind of how they go hand in hand, really. Yeah. You know, and <clears throat> we're looking back on it now, um, this whole year-long um, year long process, and we're at the year anniversary of it now. And the only real thing left to say is, you know, we, we say every week, we're always thankful. But again, thank you so much. Everyone who's come on, uh, friends of the podcast, um, some of the expert journalists we've had on, to come on and just share your knowledge or share your thoughts, um, that kind of thing, supporting us, um, sharing it, promoing, you know. Anyone who's been involved in the process so far, it could not mean more. So a year down the line, thank you so much to absolutely everyone for this. Um, and, you know, it's been an absolute pleasure. And we're happy to keep going. Yeah, definitely. And there is one more question, actually, that has, has recently come in. Um, mm. it, it says, uh, will your podcast continue after you've finished university? After we finish university? I, I think mean, it's a given, really. Like, if, if a way, in a way... The, the, this podcast is a way to stay in touch. Oh, 100%. I mean, anything, I would love to, I mean, I'd love to take this further or way further than university and just keep it going and keep it going. Yeah. Um, well, 
well, it's all to see, isn't it? I mean, we don't know where we're going to end up at the end of our three years. You know, there, there, there's a lot of options. You know, there, this, this is um, this is something which is is it's, it's what the third year is all about, really. It's figuring a lot of questions out. But I feel like as long as the passion's there, as long as the drive's there, I think we would we would love to carry it on as 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 long as we could. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, as long as it's uh, you know a weekly show talking about football, I'm I'm all in. So. Um, there's nothing that I like doing more on a Tuesday than, than, than talking about football. So um, as long as the Premier League's still around, as long as football's still around, and the better, the, the, if I'm being honest, the quicker we get fans back into stadiums, the better, <laughs> because the Premier League is um, it's kind of drear, especially towards the end of the season without fans. So we need fans back in the So stay at home, wash your hands, wear your face masks out, please. If you've got any symptoms like coughing or fevers, please stay home. Um, we can't urge that enough. So please just, we're, not, we're trying to use our mode of, you know, sort of, I don't know. I don't know who's listening to this, but just please stop spreading COVID. <laughs> there we go. We want normality. We want to resume back to normal, but as always, thank you very much for listening. Um, you can get us on Instagram at the average pundits on Twitter at pundits average. Um, we're on Facebook as well at the average pundits. If you want to get in touch with us, the average pundits outlook.com message us inquire to come on the podcast share your thoughts share your views share your opinions keep sharing the podcast leave a like leave a subscribe you know help us grow this is this is our project you know this is everyone who, who watches regularly everyone who likes regularly you're all part of the of the extended family so thank you so much as always and thank you reese for joining me on this podcast and thank you for a good year mate man what a year it's been um you know just starting in that studio sounding all nervous uh, and look at us now we got proper. Look at us. We got proper mics. We got proper setups now. <laughs> proper stands. Proper everything. Wow, <laughs> so professional. I'm not. Also, I'm not wearing a hat. Oh, <laughs> first episode, not wearing a hat. I mean, like we've gone through so many transformations. Look at no air. No air. Absolutely <laughs> crazy. But there we go, guys. Thank you so much for a good year. Thank you for tuning into the Average Pundits, and as always, we will see you next time. <laughs>